Hello, my name is Özlem Sarıoğlu and this is The Coaching Program, sponsored by Sparkas, a coaching tech company that optimizes coaching and mentoring solutions for cultural transformation, talent and leadership development within organizations. Welcome to the show. Hello, coaching passionates around the globe. Welcome back. You're listening to The Coaching Program, the show that brings you tips and tricks of designing and implementing successful coaching programs within your organization. I'm your host, Özlem Sarıoğlu, a professional coach and co-founder of Sparkas Digital Coaching Platform, which scales and optimizes meaningful coaching experiences to larger audiences within organizations. This week, we are continuing our conversation with Dani Benreitan, designer and co-founder of Sparkas. Last week, we discussed on the initiation, design, and development of coaching tech projects. This week, we'll continue our discussion on how to implement and follow up. Enjoy. And uh, let's say then we finally embarked on a journey. We designed it. We uh, overcome the, uh, the technology side of it. And uh, how does coaching technology uh, inform and support users uh, throughout this process? Wouldn't they feel like we know that in coaching, the coach handles the relationship and takes over that relationship. Now that we're uh, keeping people uh, on a digital platform, uh, how does that, you know, going on with the process uh, go for the uh, users? How does that work? It all really depends on the solutions that you use, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, there are different types of coaching technologies. Mm-hmm. For tech-only solutions, most of those solutions uh, try to stay online and keep the platform used in the process with usability rates that is uh, somehow acceptable for the client in order to perpetuate the contract. On the other hand, again, these solutions are tech-only solutions. On the other hand, we have marketplace solutions and their business model mostly rely on uh, a gym membership model where uh, the seed is already bought for an employee. Mm. The employee goes for a coaching uh, program. They buy the seed. They don't continue to the sessions. So the cost is lowered for that company. And uh, the, the project is as profitable as can be if the sessions are not held. So that there's a gym membership-like model. Like a gym membership, you just uh, subscribe to gym. If you don't go there, the gym uh, earns a lot more. If you go there, their profitability uh, lowers. So um, what I recommend is just to check the business model, understand their uh, mentality. Uh, and there are some tools to keep the employees engaged mm-hmm. in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, we utilize a lot of uh, gamification methods mm-hmm. in order to keep the user uh, employee engaged with the coaching platform mm-hmm. uh, with reminders, okay, this is a know-how that we learned A little late in our journey, users doesn't hate reminders. Mm -hmm. They love reminders as long as those reminders 
are really directed to their uh, scenarios. So mm -hmm. if you have one size fits all reminders, people get annoyed. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, if you remind a mentee that already held six mentoring sessions with uh, her mentor to have another session, mm. she will say, okay, I already held yeah. six sessions that you have. You, you, you told that I have to. Why are you keep reminding me? On the other hand, if you don't remind someone to use coaching platform after a month, they forgot about it. And when you make an uh, inside call with them, they will tell you, why didn't you remind me? Mm. I, I really like, love the tool, but I forget about it. So mm. uh, you cannot over-remind uh, yourself as long as those reminders are scenario-based, mm -hmm. fit in common sense. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, like you can have, you can give some examples there, I believe, but at the end of the day, most of coaches uh, love reminders. Mm -hmm. At the same time, reminders also a design. They they are a design problem that you have to solve. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to find the right balance with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you mentioned about you know uh, different memberships and different structures for programs, that made me think also, also like uh, I just assumed that uh, the HR would love love to have the people uh, continue to keep them on track. But it might not be the case from time to time. The solution might not uh, provide that, but also the HR might just feel like, yeah, we just want them to, uh, you know, uh, enjoy a gym membership from time to time. So it really depends on what the organization is really looking for. And that also brings me back to the question of like uh, that typical question of how do you measure success? When, when that question comes, I'm always saying like, what is success for you? Uh, but what are some what are some tools? Uh, what are some techniques that we can use to uh, calculate the ROI? So what do you say? Like, what are some possibilities? Because with the technology, I assume there will be a lot of uh, data generated. Okay, uh, calculating ROI of any HR project is difficult. But when it comes yeah. to uh, an HR program that uh, inherently requires confidentiality between the coach and the coachee, calculating ROI is a real mess. At the same time, there are uh, some opportunities with technology that mm -hmm. you can utilize. Just before that, calculating ROI has different levels. There are some experts around this idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but calculating an ROI after the fact, after the program is really difficult. So what I recommend to everyone is to state your goals and uh, spend some time on how you will calculate the ROI. What is your success criteria before mm -hmm. launching even the pilot? You know, it, okay, so it's, it comes at the, at the start, you mean? Yes. Yeah. You have to have a, a clear idea about how you calculate ROI. For example, for an internal coaching project, your ROI might be the number of users utilized uh, coaching support might be uh, how you calculate ROI. And for another project, ROI might be calculated by attrition rates. Mm -hmm. 
ROI might be calculated with uh, numbers of trainings completed by coaches, mm -hmm. or again, engagement levels. So when you calculate the ROI, it's not only about the utilization of the platform, but you have to have a certain uh, tracking tools in the coaching technology to give you uh, statistical data to run, to run through your um, core ROI and understand the delta of before and after that uh, program. A, a good way to do it is uh, do an A-B test mm -hmm. with similar groups of users. One group utilizes coaching, another group doesn't use that, uh, and you just uh, compare the results for those groups. Uh, I believe in order to have at least a uh, uh, substantial ROI calculation, you need to have at least hundreds of uh, coaches and compare it with a similar amount of users in order to uh, have the right calculations. At the yeah. same time, it's really important to have a tool that gives you statistical data and understand your uh, success criteria and uh, implement necessary alterations to address that needs. Yeah, I, I, I was also, when you were speaking, I was also thinking that in traditional coaching, what we generally have is quite linear. Like you just calculate maybe the 360s or something like what was before, what was after. Uh, but when the technology comes into play, you have actually more than one data point to check about the process. So it is not just did this person, you know, uh, develop or not, but it has, uh, like you mentioned, there can be multiple success um, criteria, multiple definitions of success, and even sometimes uh, the fact that uh, the whole program was not running as we expected uh, might tell another story if we have the enough data set. So uh, I, I remember uh, a case where people were dropping off uh, from the coaching process when they were asked to have a conversation with their manager. And if you look at it from like, uh, you know, did we have enough coaching sessions, then you can say, no, it was not that good. But if you look at it from the perspective of like, oh, so we uh, lost some people, quite some number of people, uh, when they were asked to have a conversation with their manager, maybe that's telling us a total different story about our engagement processes, our uh, relationships with between managers and employees. So it can be a different uh, different understanding. So I think uh, it's also important to understand uh, how the technology can serve us uh, when we are designing a, um, a coaching program all over uh, the organization. So I'm aware that, yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I will just add one thing. It, it, it's a really important point. You know, um, there's this fetish about data. Mm. You only focus on uh, some numbers, and just to fulfill them, you might mm -hmm. miss the overarching picture, the big picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really important to have a strategic goal. That strategic goal creates some sort of KPIs for, for that project. For example, the strategic goal for the project that you mentioned was uh, onboard long-term interns into the company and 
in that project, we realized most of the candidates refused to have that manager dialogue, actually mm-hmm. uh, refused the offer from the co- for the company. Yeah. And that generated another discussion and that actually benefited the strategic goal about how we can address these issues. You know, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, like, uh, you have to separate the strategic goal with the uh, KPIs, and you have to be able to redefine that KPIs with the new cohorts. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, now you're just tap- tapping into what I was planning to ask as as one final question. I'm aware that we are uh, running a little bit uh, over our time. Uh, but this is really a juicy topic, I think, uh, for us to discuss, but also for our listeners to listen to. So I would ask, like, let's say you're a business leader who are just embarking on a digital coaching journey. Uh, you're starting a program. You're using a coaching technology uh, in your organization. So what are some common uh, mistakes to avoid there? What are some core tips that you would give? Okay, the most important one, have a clear strategic goal. Mm -hmm. The second part of that advice is have a strategic goal that you can sell to your uh, managers, to decision makers, Mm -hmm. and understand their needs before you invest in coaching program. If you have to uh, buy in of your uh, decision makers, that also means you understand their needs, their goals, and you will make those goals to your coaching projects. Mm. That in turn generates a, a successful and sustainable business project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of it, you have to check with the vendor or with the technology provider, it might be internal or external, if they get your strategic goals. Mm. And if they can have some agility around your needs, if they share your uh, business goals, that means they're a good partner. The second big advice is always start with a pilot. Mm -hmm. When there's no light for pilots, when there's no option for pilot, create one. Because, you know, uh, big projects fail big. And most Mm -hmm. of big projects Okay, we, we, are, we are, you know, like uh, living in uh, modern times, so we are aware that sometimes some projects are too big to fail, so mm-hmm. they survive, but they somehow become a burden rather than uh, beneficial for the company. So it is really important to set the strategic goal, mm-hmm. uh, get the buy-in of the managers, and address that business need with a like-minded partners and make the pilots prove your solution. At least try again and again till you prove that solution works and not scale it. Yeah, when you say it, it reminds me of the very recent uh, survey, the global survey of ICF, where uh, participants were asked uh, what is standing on the way of uh, building a coaching culture in the organization and uh, half of the uh, participants said uh, the difficulty of getting the buy-in of uh, the uh, the top management. And when you describe it, like just if 
if we know the strategic goal, if we measure around this, if we trial and fail and you know do it again, I think that would also pave the way to really receive that uh, support from the top management, and then then we can have more coaching culture in the organizations, I suppose. So I think that's that was a very um, brilliant tip. Thank you for that. And um, yeah, actually, it was a great conversation. Uh, even though I just uh, you know know you, we work together. Um, it was also very valuable to receive your um, contribution, and it was uh, inspirational for me even right now. So thank you for that. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of the coaching program. Make sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're having your podcasts. If you found this conversation helpful, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or you can simply tell a friend about the show who might benefit from it. Be sure to tune in for our next episode next week, and let's all create more meaningful coaching experiences for everyone. See you all.